Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Promo Kitchen Podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, the PK Podcast is a weekly conversation featuring guest suppliers, distributors, and service providers discussing insights from the promotional products business. I'm Bobby Lehu. I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Mark Graham, president of Right Sleeve and CEO of Common Skew. And we are thrilled to have joining us on the podcast today, Tim Andrews, president and chief executive officer at the Advertising Specialty Institute. Thanks for joining us, Tim. Thank you very much. And we're here at the lovely Ritz-Carlton, rough place to be uh, in the middle of November at the Power Summit. What a great event. Thank you very much. We really are really happy you guys are here, along with about 250 other industry uh, influentials. Yeah, this I've, I'm on the record of saying this is my favorite event in the industry. It's a fantastic, well done by ASI, of course. Um, yeah, and certainly it, it's, very well produced. Uh, it's amazing to me. I just stopped and talked uh, to Greg with Proforma, Pro and I'm always impressed. Power, Power Summit lives up to its name. You can stop and chat with any distributor, ask questions. Uh, uh, you know, inquire about your own business, your own business model. It's it's a great way to learn. That's great. You know, it's really about the programming we do as well. But the the most important part of the people that are participating. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really sort of like the Senate and the House. You know, of the industry are here talking about things, debating things, figuring out how we, you know, solve some of our problems and go forward as a stronger industry. So we're really glad to put it on. This is our sixth one. Yeah. Uh, and we sort of ping pong between the East Coast and the West Coast. Next year we're in Utah, so we're really excited about that. But uh, we're glad you guys are, are able to be here. What I enjoy, too, the keynote speaker is always a 20,000-foot view of what we should, what we should be thinking about. Yeah. Um, and, and it's very intriguing. I always think the sign of an amazing conference, and Bobby, you and I have chatted about this before, is when the content in the halls between the participants mm -hmm. is better than what's on stage. And that, yeah. That's not to say that what's been on stage has been inferior here by any means, but it's just amazing to be challenged by someone like Cindy Gallup, yeah. and then mm -hmm. to go outside and have coffee with people and really debate it. Right. That's really where the true learning is. So. Yeah, our job is the fuel. You know, yeah. we're not the uh, we're not really the engine. We're not the vehicle. We're not the BMW. We're trying to pour some fuel in it, light light the you know enthusiasm of people talking. So yeah. that's really our goal. Yeah. Tim, we've been an ASI customer for 21 years, and I've always been intrigued you. by your, you bet, uh, ASI. Uh, I have I cut my teeth uh, getting my education through the Counselor magazine. Mm -hmm. I mean, 15 years ago, that's mm -hmm. all we had yeah. was something like the Counselor. Um, but you guys, in, in outside of our industry, uh, you guys have been very well recognized with Folio Awards, and there's something like, mm -hmm. what, 18 awards that you guys Yeah, 18 achieved? national awards for editorial content this year. You know, one of the things that we really have focused on is uh, our editorial and our education, because uh, truly that's what allows people to make a difference. You know, if we have statistical data put into a context that someone can really apply to their business in terms of maybe benchmarking themselves, ways to learn about their business, you know, learning from other people, you know, what makes the best places to work, you know, we've really tried to infuse our magazines uh, in a way that uh, is is really compelling. And in fact, Counselor Magazine, which you mentioned, the circulation is actually up of Counselor Magazine. Right. So in a world huh. where print magazines, you know, have a, people have a certain opinion about that, um, you know, our business-to-business -business magazines are doing really well. Uh, you know, I joined ASI not quite 10 years ago, and my heritage is in the editorial wow. side right. of the publishing industry. And my compelling uh, viewpoint has always been that business publications and, and business publications that serve industries need to be just as compelling and enthusiastic and insightful mm -hmm. as a consumer magazine. And so, you know, we're not a trade rag, you know, publisher, and that's one yeah. part of our over business. We're really trade publishing and trying to bring some insight there. You know, like the best places to work issue, yeah. uh, looking at the state of the industry and what's really going on there. So it isn't just rehash press releases, although some of our readers or some of the people that submit things would like us to do that. It's really about real original content, just like what you're doing uh, with your podcast. What's fascinating is suppliers and distributors it can learn a lot uh, observing ASI about content. Mm -hmm. 
content management, editorial, your writers all had to learn to be very versatile uh, on, on audio, on camera. It's been an interesting world for the past several years. I think it's a good point. I think suppliers and distributors need to learn more about that because they're not simply talking about product any longer. They're talking about ideas. They're yeah. talking about how do we integrate technology with the products we offer? How do we bring to the table, if we're a distributor, a promotional plan for a, a nonprofit? Yeah. Uh, as we heard about just a few minutes That's ago in right. one of our sessions here, how do we bring to the table you know, a really integrated platform that now incorporates technology because that's what people anticipate that they're going to yeah. have, social media, all those pieces. It isn't just about printed word for us any longer. It's about the audio, the video, how do you bring it together, how do you push it out on social media. Uh, and that's really an important part of what suppliers and distributors need to do a better job of. Yep. Well, and of course, Bobby, a few years ago you wrote that content is the new cold call. Uh, blog post, which I think has been cited many, many times, and it's interesting to see how much um, we can learn from organizations like ASI or the other industry associations that are out there to really differentiate our message as suppliers and distributors so we can go to market not just with that stress toy, but we can go with a really compelling idea, whether it's statistics or mm-hmm. uh, um, just a new spin on things. Yeah, the new, the new study that uh, was, was released this morning, mm-hmm. um, we should be taking every component yep. of that and using that in our own content as distributors and suppliers. Yeah, yeah that was based on a survey we did uh, in Canada, the United States, and in Europe, and it's yep. about the, ad imp- it's called the Ad Impression Study. It's available on ASICentral.com, yep. and it allows people to really have factual information to take to their clients, to explain to their clients, when you give a promotional product as part of your campaign, right. this is what's going to happen to that product and what the life you know, right. life of that product looks like and which products are more appropriate for men, which ones are more appropriate for women, yep. which ones are more appropriate in different places. And in fact, uh, you know, we've broken that down by product category now. So if you're a supplier, you can use that to explain to distributors right. how they should be positioning the product as well in the campaign. Right. Hmm. One of the things, uh, Tim, that we've uh, spoken to many distributors and suppliers about on the, on the podcast is the future of technology and how technology is impacting their business. And we'll ask questions about e-commerce and whether they think their business will be fundamentally impacted through e-commerce. And, of course, your business at ASI is a little bit different in that you're uh, uh, more of a media um, organization. How do you see technology impacting ASI in the next five to ten years with regard to either the products you sell or the advertising that you sell? Yeah, and in fact, you know, technology, uh, you know, ten years ago, ASI was probably 70% of our business was in what I would call analog, you know, right. print catalogs, magazines. While those are still very important pieces of our business, it's now really flopped because, yeah. you know, as we've uh, expanded ESP and ESP websites to bring e-commerce to ESP websites, you know, we're seeing that that's really the gravitational pull of ourselves and our industry uh, and, and, and what we're offering to people. So while we are a media company, we're really a technology company that delivers content through multiple channels, one of them happens to be print. And, um, and so that's really an important component of what we do. Uh, and in fact, you, know, you look at something like ESP, gosh, nine years ago, we had about 5,000 users of ESP. We now have about 30,000 paid subscribers to ESP wow, on, wow. The, on the distributor side. Wow. And we just added uh, about a year ago a new chief technology officer to really, you know, and as someone who was running a portfolio of products for Thomson Reuters, uh, about a billion dollars in revenue. And what, we've, what I've challenged him about is how do we bring best practices to our industry that are being used in the financial services and other industries because yeah. that's really what we're about. You know, he came from financial services where it's news and stock quote information uh, flowing through electrons to help right. brokers and traders and others understand that. And we're going to bring the same thing. We're starting to bring the same thing to our industry because it's really the same. We've got people that buy and sell things. It's just a matter of they're buying and selling promotional products. And in that world, they're buying and selling stocks. Right. 
Tim, where do you see the industry in five to ten years? What kind of massive changes do you think will, will occur in the next five to ten years? Yeah, I think one of the massive changes is we're going to see that there's going to be much more efficiency in the marketplace than there is today. You know, we are in some ways an extremely efficient marketplace because um, most of our sales staff, not completely, but a lot of our sales staff are paid only on, you know, actually executing a, a deal, right? Mm -hmm. They're paid on a commission. Right. So that's an efficient model. However, the inefficient part of our industry is how that order, you know, is filled and how that order is managed through the system. And we've got 3,400 suppliers and we've got 23,000 distributor firms with 130,000 salespeople in North America. Wow. And that is an extremely inefficient pipeline. You know, I talked to a supplier earlier today who thinks that if he had or if the industry had a more efficient platform for that order management process, he could take millions, and I mean, he said millions of dollars of cost out of his business that he could then use to improve customer service, yeah. to improve the dynamic of what he's doing, product development, whatever whatever it is that he needs to do. Yep. So I think that is going to be in the next five years a key focus for ASI, and I think for the industry, because I think having an operating system we are all we are all communicating on in a platform that we are all communicating on, not owned by any individual, but interlinked, I think is a, is a big deal for us. It looks like it's been a major part of your strategy to dare, tear down silos from various components that distributors, suppliers use to operate their business. ESP Mobile, uh, the iPad app, the mobile app has been fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's very functional. You're going to see a lot more of that. I mean, we've got a really aggressive campaign. We uh, we now have 60 people on our technology staff, and uh, which is up sharply. And we've swapped some of those people out. Honestly, in the last 12 months, as we've said, these are the skills we need for the future and not the past. You know, Cindy yeah. Gallup, I think, made a very good point today, which is if if you take good ideas and just go back and try to push them through the same processes and systems right. you have, sometimes you have to sort of step back and sort of blow the thing up, which we've done. Mm. And uh, I think you're going to see us do a lot. I mean, our, our path is very aggressive between now and the end of the year, but then next year and out is is our focus really on that platform. You run such a, a different business than suppliers and distributors. It's such a different business model. What keeps you up at night? Oh, you know, I think we all worry about, you know, the competition we don't know, the competition we do know. How do we continue to grow our business? And, and mostly, how do we make distributors and suppliers more efficient? Mm. You know, because to me, that is the, that's the holy grail. Mm. And who will do that uh, first? And the other piece is how do we, how do we become more, more you know, geo-global? Geo because right. I think that, you know, while, while we look at the Canadian marketplace and, and people have a, you know, degree of thinking, well, you know, you're international because you're a supplier and you're selling into Canada. That's not international, right? right. So it's how do, we, how do we come to terms with what is going to be a global marketplace? Right. Because it really is 80, 90% of what's produced is produced in, in the Far East. So if that's the fact, then how do, we, how do we say that we're a global market and how do we make it become more of one? And then even domestically in the United States, you know, how do we recognize and, and come to terms with the fact that you know, Hispanics and women and all these other groups are now the power, the power people and the power groups. Mm -hmm. And how do we, you know, come to terms with that as an industry? Because you look around, we've got 250 people in the industry here at this event, and there's not, uh, with the exception of perhaps two or three people, there's not truly a minority in the yeah. group. Yeah. And so, how do we change that? Because people buy from people that are like them. Right. Yeah. And so, how do we, how do we as an industry bring in younger people yeah. and group, you know, other groups that are not represented in any trade show you attend yeah. in our yeah. industry? So, yeah. long answer, but that's no, that's. that's, that's Tim, you, you don't have, as an organization, don't have many peers in the promotional products business in that you're, you're really one of the very few media and technology organizations with, with, within the industry. Which other companies, which other industries do you look up to as role models? Uh, who do you learn from? Yeah, good question. And the reason I ask that is, of course, as distributors like Bobby and myself are, we can look up to each other and we can right. learn. And, and there's so many people within this industry that have a lot in common. Mm -hmm. You don't 
Yeah, share I, would, that. I would say that one industry that, that I look at a lot, and I have some friends that are in this, is the realty you yeah. know, business. Because if you look at and we've all been on Realtor.com, right, right, looking for good real estate deals in the last two years and what's selling, what's not selling. Mm. If you look at the underlying platform of what realtors use to market themselves, yep. and that platform is very MLS. similar to the sort of ESP mm -hmm. platform. So yep. that's, that's something we look at. What are they doing there? You know, they have some paper placement so that your homes can get to the top. How many photographs of a home? So yeah. if you go into Realtor.com and just think about that, that is somewhat what we model and continue to model ESP on, yeah. uh, and allowing you know the realtors are able to upload their photographs and sort of manage that content themselves. And we're really trying to drive toward that for suppliers yeah. to be able to market themselves more effectively effectively in ESP. That's great. You're gonna, we're going to have to close soon, but yeah. that is a great lesson for us. Instead of always just learning from each other, we caught that from Cindy this morning, uh, looking at some other industries. Well, so to be fair, I ignore a lot of what you tell me. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, but nothing. But I hope you don't know, ignore anything yeah. that I saw. <laughs> not, not at all. Um, I am going to have to go. Yeah, this is, we, you know, because I have to go after the catamaran. I, yeah, I, I, think, we're, I, mean, minutes, I think we're done here, but you have a special guest you need to announce that we're going to have the next uh, podcast. Well, we wanted to say that uh, we're, we're, we're honored to have uh, Tim Andrews uh, on, on, uh, on the podcast, and we're very, very excited. We're... Um, uh, to welcome Seth Godin onto oh, our great. podcast, and he'll be uh, he'll be uh, joining us within the next two weeks uh, towards the end of November. It'll so it'll be really, really interesting. And, uh, Seth, I think, will have some interesting things to say about marketing, our industry in general, and of course, mm -hmm. uh, uh, this whole crazy thing that we're doing at Promo Kitchen. So yeah, it's, uh, Tim, it's been great having you uh, on the podcast. We need to have this discussion again because I think we could have talked easily for another half. Thank hour you very much. I really appreciate it. Appreciate your insight. Consider thanks. a part one. Yeah, and thanks great. for your leadership. Thank you very yeah, much. Okay. You guys too. All right. Take care.